Anybody have a question? Anybody? Don't be shy. Anybody? Wow, that was so informative. Not a question. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, there's one right over here. Miss Fry. coming up it always goes up higher and so I'm not sure what it's going to hit <laughs> but it's about a dollar ten I have no idea um, <laughs> I'm, our prayer would be close to two years um, and if the Lord does more than that praise the Lord if he does less than that praise the Lord um, but my, my hope would I would love to be at two years, and missionaries are over that right now, and some missionaries are coming, so we're just praying that the Lord sends us the right time. They just started in January 1st, January 1st, like at 12%? 17. 17%. So they're, they're off to a great start. Almost. Yes, Miss Cindy. praying for support people. But if the Lord's calling you, uh, <laughs> even up Portugal is, is where you're calling. <laughs> So we can go in as missionaries. You have to be sponsored in, um, very similar to um, England. In, in that sense, I have to have a letter from an existing church. Um, there's only two churches in the entire ten missionaries that have the ability to sponsor. And luckily, one of them has just that letter. Um, but we can go in under under that sponsorship and be missionaries, but it's very limited on what we can do. We can't, we can't earn money in the country under that visa. Um, and if we go under a work visa, we have to earn so much for tax reasons. And, and so it's just more restricted. All right, Brother Charlie, let's stand. Thank you, Hamill. Let's turn over to hymn number 384. 384 in the service of the King.
Jesus came and took his hand. He loosed his ears, his tongue, and then he was free from what once bound. Now he runs and shares what he has found. He's on all things well. There can be no doubt. He has worked it out, and his grace has made the change. He's on all things well. His power is so real. His mercy go and tell he has done all things well for years i tried to work my plan i filled my days to meet demand but i found it led to pain brokenness and guilt and shame Jesus came and took my hand. He won touch from the Savior and all my guilt and shame I've given him. And time and again he's proven. He's done all things well. There can be no doubt. He has worked it out and his grace has made the change. We're going to hear from them tomorrow night, and uh, so uh, we, when we break uh, this evening, they'll go back by their tables. You can get by and begin to meet them uh, that way, but we'll hear from them tomorrow night. I've invited Brother Gritz to come and preach for us tonight. Brother Gritz is the elder statesman, I guess we would say. He's got the beautiful gray hair and, uh, and all that, and so um, we've been with uh, Grits since they went, I believe, and um, we appreciate them. Their last time here was in 2015 uh, at a missions conference, just like this one, and uh, we appreciate their faithfulness all these years in England, and so Brother Grits, if you would uh, introduce your wife, whatever opening comments you'd like to make. Good evening to you. Can I see you? 
Especially if you sit in the front, it'd be hard to be able to see them. We're glad to be with you, back with you. You are a faithful supporting church of ours. We appreciate it very much, been able the opportunity to come to be on your missions conference and just be a part of you because you are a part of us. Because of your support, you helping us, we are in this together. And this is one of the things I've been doing this year is uh, talking to our churches. We are in this together. I am not doing this alone. You're there. And you're partner with me. Uh, as he asked, this is my wife, Mrs. Gritz. There you go. Uh, we, uh, we celebrated that last year, 50 years of marriage. And uh, uh, she has uh, stayed with me that long. She's doing pretty good. And uh, uh, <clears throat> if some of you don't know, of course, we have five children. And because of that, all of them have, have gotten married. And we have now 16 grandchildren. And uh, uh, it keeps us busy. And one of the things we've been in this country now, uh, we got in May of last year. Uh, May of this year, the 21st of May, we'll be headed back to England. Uh, but we've been playing grandma and grandpa. And one of the things we haven't really had a chance to do is to go watch uh, our, our grandsons play football. I have a granddaughter and a grandson that uh, does archery. Uh, we were up in Columbia, Missouri uh, last Saturday, uh, this past Saturday, at a, uh, uh, a wrestling uh, state championships to watch our grandson, uh, just to be able to play with them, take them out, go and just have ice cream with them. Just go. Sometimes folks, you get the chance to do that, don't realize that sometimes missionaries don't get that chance. But God always gives us the desires of our hearts. And God allows us to have, have that time with them. And it's been a good year this year to have been able just to be with them and to have time with our grandchildren. Uh, we have grandchildren in Virginia. We have grandchildren in Georgia. Uh, we have uh, uh, two of our children live in the Springfield area. And then our youngest son, TJ, he's a missionary in Spain. And, uh, and it's, we've been, the last three years, been having a Christmas in Spain. Uh, you know, suffering for Jesus. You know, <clears throat> on the beach during the Christmas season, I tell you, it's hard. It's hard. You know, God, God just loves us uh, if, when we're serving him. You know, this last uh, big uh, cold uh, snap you had, I mean, uh, you know, it got below, and, you know, minus. Well, on the day that it, that front moved in, Mrs. Gritz and I were sitting on an airplane in Springfield getting ready to fly to Puerto Rico. We were in Puerto Rico for those two weeks. Average temperature of 80 degrees. I tell you what, God is good. He's good to us. Out on our table, have a look at our table. Uh, those books that are on our table is uh, my wife. She's the author. And they're all uh, books that she has written, children's books, uh, devotion books. Uh, have a look and uh, talk to her about the books. Um, I, I know they're just books. And uh, so, uh, uh, but uh, she'll let you know, and uh, you can talk with her about those. Th those. So uh, uh, just to tell you a little bit about ourselves and who we are. I am a Native American. I am Cherokee. Uh, we've been in England now for 40 years, serving the Lord, ministering there with those English people. And uh, saying that, our church is very, uh, uh, <clears throat> now the word just left yeah, multicultural, and uh, uh, we have Portuguese uh, in our church. Uh, we have someone from Brazil, uh, and, you know, they speak Portuguese, and we have a family that their mom and dad come over, and they always get in the back in the back because uh, mom and dad do, they don't speak English, so they're back there translating as I'm preaching, and so they can know what, what's going on in, in the services. And uh, we, have, uh, we have Indians, we have Jamaicans, uh, we have uh, uh, Africans, we even have two Texans. <laughs> you know, it's really getting multicultural. And, uh, and on top of that, I'm an, I'm an OU fan. And I happened to be in Overland Park at a missions conference when Kansas and Oklahoma played. Those guys gave me a hard time. And, uh, uh, but uh, they're from Texas, and we always have a good time with them, too. 
They, they are Texas fans all through and through. Uh, I don't hug Brother Keith sometimes because he always has a Texas emblem on his shirt. And uh, so, but, uh, uh, but it's good to have that, uh, the multicultural uh, uh, people that we do have. It makes it an interesting services, interesting time. Uh, it's just going to be like heaven. Just all the different people, different races that, that God is, is taking care of. If you have your Bible with you tonight, go to John chapter 4. And I always say this, you, can, you have your Bible, and I hope you have your Bible. If you don't, take your iPad out, take your iPhone out, and Android, because you always have a Bible on that too. And so you can always get your Bible and, and go to, and for you, John, John chapter 4, we're going to look at verse 35 through 38. John chapter 4, verse 35 through 38. As I was saying also uh, this past year, we celebrated 30 years of the church there in England, Temple Baptist Church being established. Uh, you'll hear a little bit about that tomorrow night. Uh, then, of course, uh, I, I uh, also have my 70th birthday. Uh, I was 70 in June. And so, uh, uh, so uh, you know, God has given us good years and uh, to continue to serve him as he sees fit in our hearts and our lives. I understand about these younger missionaries now and getting their support. Uh, I, 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 I can I go back in my mind and I can remember those things and I appreciate them, what they're trying to do is get 100%. Because when we went to England, we, we only had about uh, 60%, something of that sort. And it did hurt for a while. And uh, one of the things that uh, my wife did to help uh, 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 balance things out, and she plays the piano. She did piano tuition. I don't remember how many students she had, but they all were on the same course. And us kids would be in one room, they would be in the other room playing the piano, and they'd be hitting the same wrong notes all the time. And we'd sit there, oh, I want to ever get it right. You know, and so, but, but she did it so that we could eat, you know. You know, God has always watched over us. God has always been with us. And God's taking care of us. And I want to talk to you about rejoicing together. Rejoicing together. You know, that's one of the things that a lot of times people don't realize. Really in the ministry and, and in God's work, there should be rejoicing. There ought to be some happiness. There ought to be some joy. There ought to be some excitement. Listen, you come here tonight, and I know it's on a Wednesday night, and you say, well, I usually always come on Wednesday night. Well, there ought to be some excitement about it. Because you're coming together with God's people. You're coming together, and folks, I put it this way. You're coming together with family. You see, I'm part of your family. My wife's part of your family. We're part of this family. Because we know Christ is our Lord and Savior. We're family. We really shouldn't have any problem. You shouldn't have any problem with shaking my hand. I always tell people, people are scared to shake hands with a missionary. Fellas, you're going to find out. You're going to stand by your table and everybody's just going to walk by you. You know, folks, don't worry. Missionaries are not going to pick your pockets. They're not going to steal your watch. You know, they're not going to do it. They're people. And if they're born again, they're of your family. And we don't do that, hopefully, to our families. Shake their hands. Say hi to them. If you say, well, I kept making the conversation, big deal. At least let them know you noticed them. And that they're there. Because it's important. Because, you see, we're working together. We're working together. As it says there in verse 35 down to verse 38. He says, Say not ye there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. And both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And therein, excuse me, and therein is this true saying, one soweth, another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereupon you bestow no labor, other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. Rejoicing together. We all should rejoice as we work together. 
Psalms 126 and verse 5 and 6 says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Folks, this is not a drudgery. The ministry is not a, a drudgery. The Christian life is not hard. Well, it is, but it's full of joy when we do it God's way. When we allow God to work through us as he wants to work through each and every one of us, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are. You are not so old just to sit in a pew. You still have life. You still should be involved. You should be active for the cause of Christ because we're working together. And it's a joy. It's a joy to serve. This event that we see here is the meeting of the woman at the well. And Jesus is teaching evangelism here. He is teaching his disciples about the spiritual harvest we need to see. Jesus had already talked to the woman. Jesus had already uh, witnessed to her. He talked about her life, knew what she was like. And, and what did she do? She ran back into town. Why, she was afraid? No, she went back and started telling I met the Messiah who told everything about me. He has the answer to life. You got to remember, the disciples went in to Samaria. Remember, they're Jews, and they don't like the Samaritans. The Samaritans were half-breeds or mixed race. And to the Jews, they were, they were a dirty people. They didn't want to be touched by them. And here the disciples had gone into town to buy food for, 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 the, for, the, uh, for Jesus, and they never had done anything of witnessing or telling anybody about the Lord. Because when they came out, Jesus says, I'm not hungry. He says, I've got spiritual food. I'm full. I'm excited. And they wonder who fed him. And that's when Jesus said, Lift up your eyes because what was happening right now, all those people from Samaria, from that woman at the well, they were coming out to hear Jesus. You see, folks, what do we see? What do you see in, in, uh, in Shawnee? Do you see a people that need Jesus? Do you see a people that are, are, that are, uh, that are hurting? Just let me mention this before I go on a little bit farther. During this time of this Ukraine war and the Hamas and all these things, I hear Christians complaining. I hear Christians say, what is this world coming to? What's the world happening? That's the wrong idea of the world. When, Jesus, when God allows problems like that going on, it's our opportunity as born-again believers to be able to take a message of hope to those people who do not have it. It's an opportunity. God's opened the door. These people are hurting. These people are, don't know what's going on. They don't understand why the world is doing what, what it's doing. And we have a message of hope. We have a message that can give them an answer. And then when we sit there and say, oh, this world is just going down to the, the, the tubes, that's what we're allowing it to do. It's an opportunity. It's time to show people through my life, through your life, the benefit of, 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 of salvation, the benefit of God's life, the benefit that God has given us to be able to have the joy that we have in our lives, even though the world may be going down. It's exciting to see what God does. God opens the door. It's an opportunity. And we as Christians need to step, step through it with the, with the power of God and get excited. Because it's God's given us an opportunity. And we see here that's what Jesus has given and showing this opportunity. It is a working together and great, great rejoicing. As John 4, 36 said, And he that reapeth receiveth wages 
and gather fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. It is not just one man's or one person's job in the harvest, but a working together. As the harvest comes in, all, in, in, all rejoice. In verse 35, he told the disciples to look. People were coming out to meet Jesus. Lift up your eyes. Listen, we all have problems. We all have heartaches. We all have anxieties. You know, during COVID time, Listen, when they said lockdown in, in Europe and they said lockdown in, in England, we were locked down. We couldn't come out of the house. The only time you could come out is either go to the grocery store, go to the doctor, go to the chemist, or have to go to the, to the hospital. There was no other shops open. Some of you ladies probably would have just died. There was no, you couldn't go to the mall. You couldn't go to, the, to, to any shops. You couldn't do any. You had to either go there and then you had to stay home. There wasn't any going out. McDonald's really hurt. There wasn't no going out. But you know what? We didn't sit there and go, oh, whoa, it's me. We said it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. We got online with our services. I, my wife and I were the only ones at church. I'd be there Sunday morning preaching to a camera. I'd be there Sunday night preaching to a camera. Uh, Brother, uh, Brother Williams, he'd be uh, Wednesday night preaching to a, to a camera. And, uh, we did, and we were the only ones at church. And I would stand in, on that, in that pulpit and I would preach to them. And I tell you what, the folks would respond. They would respond, Pastor Gritz, keep it up. Pastor Gritz, I'm glad you've preached that. They encouraged me. Then when the day they finally got to come back, they all came in. Of course, we had to have masks on, be socially distanced, and I had to have a, 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 pex, a plexiglass in front of me so I could take my mask off to preach to them. And uh, they came in, and we couldn't sing. We couldn't pass the offering plate. Uh, we couldn't do anything with the hymn books. And, uh, but we had church, church anyway. And the first thing he said, where you been? I've been here all the time. Folks just laughed. But they kept faithful even during that time. Financially, we didn't go down any. In fact, we increased in finances. We increased in people. We increased. You know, through hard times is when Christians ought to show the excitement of God. We need to work together. It's a job together. What is it? It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual job. First of all, it's a spiritual, we need spiritual laborers. Physical work of a harvest is hard. Spiritual work is just as hard. And he that reapeth, it says in verse 36. He that reapeth. Uh, I, I one time helped uh, one of the uh, farmers in our area in the potato harvest. And uh, uh, he didn't pay me any, any money, but what he would pay me, he'd give me a 50-pound bag of potatoes. Well, our kids were small enough. I mean, that was good. We're glad we had the potatoes. We enjoyed eating all those potatoes. And so he would give me those 50-pound bags of potatoes, and I'd take them home, and uh, Gail would make anything and everything with potatoes. The kids would eat them up like crazy. And uh, so then I'd go work again and bring another big bag of potatoes. But you know, while I was out there, God opened the door for me to witness to those people that were working. We were, we were working hard. But not only was the potato harvest, but it was people harvest too. It's a spiritual labor. We have to be in the reaping part. We can't be on the sideline. We need to be laborers together. As 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says, For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husband's tree. You are God's building. Now what is that verse telling me? That this work is right here, right now, is God's. 
it's not yours, it's not mine. It's God's. God's the boss. God's the foreman. We labor together with God. God is right there with us. We are God's husband's dream. We take care of things that God has given to us. We are to be taking care of this church. We are to be taking care of each other. We also find out that we have lost the art of being able to be hospitable. We've lost the art of being able to invite people to our homes just to sit and chat and talk about God. You have to be careful sometimes because some people get together just so that they can moan and groan. But that's not true fellowship. True fellowship is when we get together and we honor God. We glorify God. Because see, this works his. And when we realize it's his work, then there's a unity that comes with it. When we begin to understand this is God's work, I'm God's husband, it's God's building, it's what God is doing, then I begin to understand it's not about me. It's all about God. Ephesians 2, verse 20 to 22 says, and, uh, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. There is a doctrine to believe in. And there's a right doctrine. I'm an independent Baptist. I've been that ever since I got saved. I haven't missed and changed anything at all. Still believe the same things I did years ago. I still believe it today. Because it's upon the, the doctrines built upon the apostles and the prophets and Jesus Christ being the, the chief cornerstone. To whom all the building fits frame, fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. You see, folks, what we should be doing is building each other up so much that we fitly joint together. And when we are fitly joint together, Satan has no way of tearing us apart. Because we're fitted with God. And not only that, he says, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. The reason why we are come together, we built together to honor God and give him a place to be with. 1 Peter 2, 5 says, ye also as lively stones are built upon a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. We're lively stones. We are built together. And if we're built together, that means we should be working together. That means we ought to all be going the same way. That means we ought to be ones who are saying, I'm, I'm on this side. I'm on God's side. We're going to see things happen that have never happened before because we're going to work together. We're going to see a world that is different because we're working together. He needs spiritual workers. People always ask me, are you going to retire? Well, I'm not retiring yet. You know why? God has some more. And what God's done through the years, I want to see some more. I want to experience some more. I want to experience the things of God. I want to experience those blessings more. I want to experience the excitement. I want to experience, and sometimes I may have to go through the difficult times. I may have to go through the hard times. But they're worth it because of what God has on the other side. But when we do it together, see, we can get over it. We can get over it. He needs spiritual labors. Secondly, he needs spirit. We, we, we will receive spiritual rewards. We will receive spiritual rewards. Verse 36, it says, receive wages. How many of you work for free? Nobody, oh, Mrs. Gritz does. How many of you work and get a wage? I'm going to. Pastor, thank you. You and somebody else raised their hand. And you wonder why our country is going the way it is. You, you understand where I'm coming from? 
You wonder why the country is going the way it is when we will not commit to anything. I didn't ask you how much you made. I didn't say I'm going to come and ask you to give me money. I just said, how, much, how many of you get a wage? And ask you to raise your hand. Let's try it again. How many of you get a wage? Raise your hand. All right. Thank you. Some of you still didn't raise your hand. You receive wages. Now, you may not have a job, but you do receive something. And God says, in my, in my work, I will, re, I will give you wages. I'll give you rewards for getting involved with God's work. The rewards for being good. Did you realize that God will give us a reward for being good? Romans 2, 9 and 10 says, Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doth evil. Of the Jews first and also the Gentiles. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone that worketh good, <clears throat> to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. The word good in the Greek means being morally honorable, pleasing to God, and therefore beneficial. My life ought to be beneficial to God. There should not be any reason why I shouldn't be good. Yeah, but you don't know the people that, that's no excuse. Yeah, but you don't know how everybody has treated me, that's no excuse. That's no excuse to go ahead and do good. See, that's what the world is looking for. People who have benefits. Somebody that's beneficial. We have a God that's beneficial. And when we do good, we're honorable, we're moral. God will honor us. God will bring peace in our hearts and our lives, which we're looking for. Also, it's a rewarded for faithfulness. Rewarded for faithfulness. Matthew 25, the servants receiving the talent. In Matthew 25, verse 23, he says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful of over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. The word faithfulness there means trustworthy, reliable. System of belief and lifestyle. One of the things we have found in England that we have to, that we do, that hopefully, hopefully reaching people is showing that the life of Christ is worth living. You know, the way you talk to people make a difference. You know, the way that you React to people, make a difference. They took us out to the El Sombrero. Sombreros. Chinese. <laughs> I guess you know where it's at. <laughs> yeah. I went there. Brother Lotto asked me, you got Mexican in, in, a, in, in England? No. Got Tex-Mex. But no Mexican. No. But you know, going out, and because I, I know that most of people go out and eat, how do you treat the waitress? You know, I have a, this, this is me, all right? This is me. I have a hard time with Americans sometimes when, when they go out to eat. Okay, what do you want? I want a cheeseburger without the cheese. I want a salad with no dressing on it. Then get rid of the croutons. Just give you a head of lettuce. You know, and I feel sorry for those poor waitresses. Oh, man. I can just imagine what they're saying. Here goes another one. You know. You, know, you say, but I'm going in there, I'm paying for it. I want to get what I want. 
Well, okay, you get what you want. And you'll get what people think about you. Now, that may be a little bit over the top. But do you understand where I'm coming from? The way we talk to one another? People listen to other conversations. You know, people listen to your conversations in a, in a restaurant. You know, they listen to how you talk about other people. How you talk about your church. How you talk about the people. People listen. We've got to realize that we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful to each other. Because, see, we're working together. We're workers together. And we need to be faithful. And it's a reward for faithfulness. Also, it's a reward of kindness. Luke 6.35, But love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Good there means to just to do right. Just to do right in your life. When we do right, people see the difference. When we do right, again, opportunities open to us. When's the last time you really did talk to somebody about the Lord. I was sitting in uh, uh, the Seminole Indian Reservation a few, a few weeks ago. And uh, we were down there. I was preaching at the re- on the reservation. And uh, Brother, uh, I was going to say his name. Pardon? Yeah, Brother Payne the missionary there, has a unique ministry. There's a group that walks through the, the, uh, uh, through the reservation. It's a walk from uh, one end of, of Florida all the way up through, uh, through there, all the way up into uh, Alabama or something. And, I mean, uh, Georgia. And these guys and ladies just walk it. Well, they used to be able to... Uh, uh, camp on the reservation but then the reservation said no you can't camp anymore so he has a pretty good sized piece of ground uh, uh, acreage at on the church so he started letting them uh, camp on the church well what he's done with that they also feed him they also help him with medical they send him off with a with a care bag uh, package on their walks and what is cool is that they get to come in there and you get to start talking to them about the Lord. You get to witness to people. When's the last time you really witnessed to somebody? We say, oh, I love the Lord. Do you love people? Because remember, he said, look on the fields for their white already harvest. How do you start a conversation? That's a good-looking haircut you got there. Well, well, thank you. Where'd you get it? Oh, you know, so-and-so place. Oh, that's really nice. It looks good. You know, I tell people, this is not silver. This is light black. (laughs) Now, my barber says, boy, Mr. Gritz, when I cut your hair, you got enough hair that comes off for four other fellas. You know, you start talking to somebody about their life. Where do you live? Where do you come from? People want to be noticed. And when you start doing things like that, and people start saying, you're interested in me. When you go to the store, how many people do you say hello to? I scare people all the time. Hi. Hello. There's a a term we use in England, especially in the Midlands. When you bump into your body, you go, all right. And they'll look at you and go, all right. So we're all right. But it's an opening. Now, I'm used to saying this. 
if I bump into somebody, or especially a fella, I will say, oh, excuse me, mate. Because that's a term we use all the time in England. You're a mate. And I use that all the time. There's a little lad today. He, uh, he had a bicycle. I kind of hit the bicycle. He said, I'm sorry. I said, that's all right, mate. You know, walked out, out the door. But even doing things like that, it makes a difference in people's lives. It opens doors. Because you've got to understand it. Because what happens, where spiritual labors, where spiritual rewards, and I look to my time here because some of you will want to go home. Are we having something after this? Well, I've got nine more pages. <laughs> we find out we should have spiritual fruit. The third thing, spiritual fruit. In verse 36, again, it says, and gather fruit unto life eternal. Fruit of soul winning. Finding lost sheep. Luke 15, 6 and 7. And when he cometh home, he calleth together the friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. In England, they love people getting saved and then they love it during baptisms we have it up by, up by the front and uh, it's kind of a, a downlet they started putting it on the uh, screen now because what people always what they, they do and they still do it they all run up to the front to look in and then when you baptize them you put them under and you bring them up they all start clapping and cheering I like it. You see, we got, we got to the point we get so stuffy in church. Well, it's our tradition. We're Baptist. The angels get excited in heaven Amen. when one gets saved. What's that excitement about? You know, it's just like even giving. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. And the word, the phrase cheerful means hilarious. What? Where do we get this idea that in church, we got to have a straight face. You know, you got to look, you know, spiritual. God says, get excited. Get excited of, over fruit. Binding the lost sheep. It thrills the church, Acts 15, 3. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phineas and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused, a, uh, caused great joy unto all the brethren. They all got excited. They got excited. They ought to get, you know, you need to get excited about, about going to the Czech Republic. Get excited. Portugal, I don't know. No, I'll get excited about Portugal. Yeah. You got to get excited that they're here. Get to know them. Catch that excitement yourself. Get excited about this thing. This is the first night. Tomorrow night, there's not going to be as many here. You know why? Because they're not excited. If this is where God has you, you need to get excited about it. And be here. Listen, to see that souls are being saved, that churches are being established, that, the, that people are, are giving their lives. You know, right now there's a man in, in Africa that he's raising support so he can come to Manchester to help start a church. And our folks in England know what it takes to try to get support to come to, come to the to mission field. And they had asked Brother George, how are you going to do it? And Brother George says, by the faith of God. And I got a letter from him. He's, he's doing it. Folks, this mission is exciting. It, it's an exciting thing to get involved with. And when you truly get excited of what God has, we work it together. 
We see the blessings. There's the thrill of, of knowing what God is going to do. God's not finished. It's a joy to work together. He that, excuse me, that both he that which soweth and reapeth may rejoice together. We're building some, a work that will remain. We're building a work that will remain. The only way it's going to remain is that we work together and go out there and get them to come in. The Bible says go out in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Oh, you don't want to do that to people. You might, and might make them feel bad. Well, I'd rather make them feel bad knowing that I care enough to tell them that they need to come. Because see, I understand, salvation is personal. They can either reject it or accept it. It's not you to make them do that. What you need to be doing is give them the chance. And sitting at home is not giving them a chance. Doing your own thing is not giving them a chance. Oh, I have my own philosophy. The philosophy you ought to have of the apostles and of, of Jesus Christ. They've already said it in the Bible. What we should do, go ye into all the world. He is not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. He's come to seek and to save that which was lost. Listen, he's given us a job to do. And we need to be doing it. And when we see results, we need to get excited. We need to realize we're not laboring in vain. Therefore, my beloved brethren, in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that ye labor not in vain in the Lord. This is not a work of vain. If it was a work of vain, I wouldn't be in England for 40 years. I would have come home after, after two. I don't know when it was. I got upset. I know you don't get upset. I got upset in the ministry. I know none of you guys will ever get that way like me. And I told my wife, I said, I'm getting sick and tired. I'm not seeing anything happen. We're going home. And Gail said, well, before you go home, you have to do something first. You have to get something started. Oh, man, you talk about getting stabbed. So many times we say, well, I'm quitting. I may have only talked to one person. That's not enough. It's being faithful and do it no matter what. It's not in vain. It's joy of the Lord in laboring together. I delight to do thy will, O oh my God. Psalms 40 and verse 8. Where's your excitement? What really gets your juices going? Well, hopefully it's not Kansas. Now get it, take it right. I always tell people, sports is just sports. It's not life. Life is this. And we need to be spreading it so people can have joy and peace in their lives. That we can come rejoicing, bringing our sheaves with us. Excited at what God is doing. Because he's going to work through us. Working together. Share our heads in a word of prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for this moment in time. Thank you for these people who are willing just to, to sit and listen. And I ask that your blessings be upon them. But God, maybe they have gotten to the point now in their lives that, oh, it's just the same old thing. God, may they realize, God, I've lost the joy. I've lost the excitement. I've lost the thrill. God, help me put the joy of my salvation back into my life. Lord, help me to realize what the importance of my life should be. Not all the things that I put importance, but it's you. Your work as we work together in this, in this job that you have given us. 
Father, I ask that people will truly look at their lives. Singer is going to go ahead and go to her room. Uh, so um, we started a couple of years ago. We have dessert following uh, the service. And so tonight uh, we have the Asian room and the European room. And so if you go out those doors back there, head down the main, the center aisle, uh, European rooms on opposite side of the Asian room. They're just right across from each other. Uh, we're going to let our missionaries go first, so missionaries, you go ahead, that way you can get a dessert and maybe head back close to your table. People probably want to visit with you and uh, get to know you. And uh, then the drink station, when you go to the drink station tonight, you need to see the beautiful quilt that uh, Miss Barbara's made. It's just really, really neat, and uh, so it encourages you to take time uh, to look at that. And uh, then uh, enjoy uh, the desserts uh, from the Asian room, European room. I know they'll be a blessing. I remind you that um, tomorrow night we'll start at 7. Again, on Friday night we'll start at 7. Saturday's a 5.30 uh, start time. So encourage you uh, to mark that down. Plan to be with us. International banquet. Uh, there's always a lot of follow-up to follow. And so if you're able and you can, stick around, help us clean up, get set up for church on Sunday. And then hopefully, Lord willing, you're praying, Lord, what would you let me do for missions this next year? Uh, what, what can we do uh, to further the gospel of Jesus Christ? And, you know, we've been the last several years, we're just right there in that 92 to 98. We've been actually close to right at 100 a couple of times. It'd be great if this year we pushed on past into the 100,000 for the cause of missions. There's a lot of great causes out there. We've got two new missionary families with us tonight that could use support. And so I'd ask that you'd pray about it. Lord, 
will you let me do more for missions? Will you answer and give me a, a number of what I can do to be a blessing uh, to help send the gospel around the world? And so uh, we thank the Lord for that. The Sandella family uh, that you have not met tonight, uh, they are out of the church at First Baptist Mission, Kansas. And so uh, it's exciting that we've got uh, young couples from our area being called in ministry. And it's something that I prayed for for a number of years. Richard and Leslie were the first ones uh, to go out. And then uh, Brother Scuffum's son uh, went out, headed to Cambodia. I was reading today, he's at 90%. 90%. And they've got a baby coming in June, and by fall they hope to be out of the country. Uh, so with Richard and Leslie leaving, them leaving, and then we had the Parkers with us out of Olathe, headed to Japan. And then the Sandellas out of the church at First Baptist uh, in mission. God just really, and then we had the burritos out of our church. So God's just answering that prayer. Um, we need to be able to back them and help them and pray for them and encourage them as they go out to serve the Lord. And so if you would be praying for them. Also, I've had several ask about Marty and Glenda. Evidently, there's a post online about um, uh, some kind of a GoFundMe page. If you want to do that on your own, that's great. Um, what you may not realize is we've been supporting them uh, for, I don't know, they've been six, seven, eight months now without a church. Uh, we've still been supporting them. And so uh, I don't want you to think we just dropped them uh, because we haven't. Uh, we've been supporting them all this time. And uh, so we'll be looking at uh, what to do in the future to be helping them. Uh, but I, I do want you to know we're probably, well, we, we are the, the only church that supports them on a regular basis. We love them. We care for them. Uh, Marty's like a brother to me uh, in uh, the fact that I work for his dad, and, and we just have a really close bond. So we haven't forgotten them. Uh, uh, so that was just something their son put out, and then Danny copied it and pasted it back out there. Uh, so if you want to give to that, please, by all means, uh, send them a couple of thousand bucks. That would be a real blessing to them, okay? What are you laughing about? That's, that, would, that would be a real blessing. I'd take a couple of thousand bucks. You can just send me a couple of thousand. I'll take it. All right. Anything? I think I got it all. What do you think, Lalo? Did I get it all? You don't know? Why does he know? I don't know. Let's, uh, let's dismiss in prayer. Get around fellowship uh, with each other tonight. Lord, bless you for being here. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your great love for us. What a blessing to be able to witness a, a new couple getting ready to go to the field of Portugal tonight. What a blessing that is. And uh, Lord, I'm excited to hear from the Sandellas and the the burden that you placed upon their hearts. Lord, we truly need laborers, and I'm so thankful for these young couples willing to leave um, here in America and go to these foreign countries and serve you. I pray that you would help us, Lord, to raise and increase our faith promise that we might be able to do more for missions. I thank you for the faithfulness of Brother Tom and Miss Gail all these years. I remember as a teenager, uh, them going around raising support. And uh, Lord, thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you that they've stayed by the stuff, they've worked hard, they've uh, continued to serve you, and they will until such time that their health may fail them. Uh, Lord, just pray that you'd bless them. Give us a good weekend here as we think upon missions. Uh, stir our hearts and our souls. Help us to see the lost and dying world in which we live and the great need that lies before us. Give us uh, uh, the financial means whereby uh, we can take on and do more for the cause of missions. We love you and we thank you for our time together tonight. Thank you for the desserts and the, the drinks that have been provided. Just pray to give us a great time of fellowship. We love you and we ask these things in your blessed and most holy name. Amen. And you are dismissed. Amen.